From the Church of the Nazarene and Mesoamerica Genesis, you're listening to the Worthless Servants Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Worthless Servants Podcast. We are so excited to be with you, and we have had such great feedback from our last two episodes. Uh, we're going to go in a different direction on this, although, of course, it deals with missions. And uh, before I do that, I want to introduce everyone who's here with me. First of all, to my left, AJ Fry. Hey, guys. To his left, Emily Armstrong. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Scott just gave me a really weird look when he said that. <laughs> yeah, it did almost sound like I was about to go into announcer mode. And to his left. Yeah. And then across from me, Natalie Franco. How are you guys? And last but never least, Chelsea Fry. Fun facts with Chelsea. Fun fact, the richest person on the planet made $275 million a day. Oh, what? Wow. Is that Jeff Bezos? <laughs> it is. And he is slated to be the first trillionaire in the world in six years. Well, wow. Six years? It's only going to take him six years? <laughs> He's going to be before you're 40. He's going to be a trillionaire. That's dumb. <laughs> Dude, could you donate to the Center of Missionary Formation? He apparently likes to spend his fortune on real estate. On real estate. Yes. Well, a real estate. Uh-huh. We could, we could we, start we to talk about pitch him. The, the seminary <laughs> campus. Somebody call him up. Not I'm the, sure he's listening. Not that he is helping us to, as an architect, to decide what our new dorm on the seminary campus is going to look like. Jeff Bezos is the answer to funding this whole project. Come on. Yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, give me a call. <laughs> we know he's five, a five, listener. Five, 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 five. <laughs> plus one at the beginning. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll never get to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> well, uh, we are talking about money today. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Um, we're, we're gonna On be. Topic. We're gonna be t- talking about the World Evangelism Fund, but it's specifically in our region, the Mesoamerica region, we have a strategy that has been used now for about a year, but I don't think all of our local churches know about it yet. And it's called Zero Zeros. So before we get into what is Zero Zeros, let's just talk again about the World Evangelism Fund. We've talked about this in other episodes, but Emily, what is the World Evangelism Fund in a way that not you know, going into every detail, but just in a way that our listeners could say, ah, now I know what it is. I think the easiest way for me to think about the World Evangelism Fund is knowing that as a Church of the Nazarene, we want the gospel to be preached in every country, every language, every culture group. And so the money that is given to our World Evangelism Fund offering helps that to happen. So sometimes it's through sending missionaries to do pioneering work. Sometimes it's to help educate current Nazarenes and bring up the seminary structure. Sometimes it's in hospital and medical structures. Um, So it is a variety of ways that I think sometimes we only think about it as how we send missionaries, but it's got so many more fingers and so much more that it supports. And it is the structure. uh, It creates the structure that allows us to continue having fruitful ministry all over the world every single year. And a little test, Natalie, the Church of the Nazarene, every Church of the Nazarene around the world should be giving how much of the tithes and offerings that they receive every year to the World Evangelism Fund? I know that one. 5.5. 5.5%. She wins. She can receive her worthless servants 
t-shirt now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> That's true. That's Chelsea's thing. like, oh, whoops, I do actually need to order some more. Yeah. <laughs> so that is true. 5.5%. Now, I will say, not every church is doing that. I don't know, Chelsea, you've been in contact a little with Ani Crocker, who is the coordinator for NMI, Nazarene Missions International, in our region, the Mesoamerica region. And like, I don't know how many churches actually are giving. I don't know if you know how many churches are giving 5.5%, but let's even just say anything. How many churches are giving anything to the World Evangelism Fund? So only a third are giving anything. Wait, 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 wait. A third are giving even like one peso or one dollar or whatever. There are two thirds of all of our churches in this region that aren't giving anything. Right. That is correct. Wow. Wow. So for those... 66%. Yes. Mm -hmm. For those who listen to our Spanish podcast, Jose Luis one time asked us, so wait, are they Nazarene if they're not giving to yeah. the World Evangelism Fund? So this is my question. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pull the I'm the newest Nazarene in the room card <laughs> and ask, is it not a requirement? Did I miss that? <laughs> like we're all supposed to do this. Yes. Like at what point are you not Nazarene if you're not giving to Nazarenes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where, listener, you hear her I'm tail off. I'm really confused. <laughs> she trails off as she's just perplexed. Um, I mean, this is the expectation. Yeah. Now, can people be forced? Can a pastor be forced? Can a board be forced to give it? No, that is not the case. It's not like we're going or any anybody is going to say you're no longer Nazarene because you're not giving this. But it is the expectation. So I don't know what the middle ground, you know, is. I mean, it's kind of a requirement, but we're seeing that a lot of people don't do it. Yeah. Two, two thirds don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of do it. Yeah. So I, the, I, I'm just shocked by it because to me, we had this really long conversation going over this, these episode notes, just because I, it doesn't compute in my brain. My background is business, finances. And so, like, to me, this is going to sound a little cold, and I don't mean for it to, but just thinking of this as a business, which I know the church is not a business, but maybe our budget can function that way. If we just say 5.5% of our of our weekly income is going to World Evangelism Fund, like, that's not a negotiable thing. And it might fluctuate. It might, you can't set a number because you don't know how many tithes and offerings are coming in. But if you just say... 5.5% of whatever comes in, we're going to put it to the side and send it to World Evangelism. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't compute why that's an you know, negotiable thing. I've heard, I don't, I don't know for all of you, but I was taught from literally when I was, I think, seven or eight to tithe, right? right? And so when I got older and we actually had a salary, it was like, this is normal. But I realized in ministry that people that had never learned to tithe, even as kids or youth, like the whole concept was absurd to them. Like, why would I give 10% to the church, to God, whatever, however you want to say it, when, I mean, I'm already giving to benevolent things, to charity and to other things. Mm -hmm. Like, why would I ever do that? It was really, I mean, the significant issue for a lot of people when I was a youth pastor and even now as a missionary. And so I wonder if that's the case. Like, I wonder yeah. our churches that we are planting with the Genesis ministry, like from the very beginning, exactly what you said, every week, whatever comes in, 5.5 gets deposited in that account for 
the world evangelism fund. And so they don't know any different. Right. You know, our churches are just like, that's easy. That's what we do. Not that I know you're a part of a church that is giving the 5.5% and mm-hmm. even above and beyond. And like everybody in this room, we are parts of churches that believe in that, even here in the Dominican Republic and are sending churches in the States. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I don't want my question to come off as like harsh and judgmental to the ones that are not giving. I just don't understand the structure of of our church government in that sense. It's not it's not a bash. But I also would say like it, it's our duty if we are going to say like we want to support missions around the world through this fund. It's important to communicate that. So the I would say the churches that are not giving Let's help them understand why that is important of what is their money going to? It's not, I've heard it described as a tax. I've heard it described as like a requirement, which again, my question was, why is it not a requirement? (laughs) But, but also like, how exciting Yes, Mm -hmm. you don't even have to take an extra offering because we're going to talk about that in a second, but like you don't have to take an extra offering and you are still supporting work around the world. That is what blew my mind. So cool. If you just give 5.5% as a habit, as a lifestyle, right? Yeah. Then you're already impacting 160 plus world areas around the world. Yeah. And it's not something that the individual um, member is the one that has to worry about necessarily. It's the church as a body has said, we support work, Mm -hmm. which I think is so cool because you can sit next to somebody in your pew and say, we're doing this together. That's (laughs) so fun. (laughs) So we realized Ani and our ministry, we NMI, Nazarene Missions International, and then our ministry, we worked together and we just kind of started to think, let's say somebody from going to from zero to 5.5% will probably be drastic. And even when I talked about the, you know, people that tithe, you know, let's move them from zero to 2%, you know, and that's, and then from 2%, let's move them up, you know? And so we just said, what would be the case if just we had no zeros, literally? I, and I remember zero zeros came from a concept that I heard from a Kansas City District Superintendent, Eddie Estep. And he said, no church should ever report zero zeros with regards to baptisms, conversions. And I think he said membership for a year. Like every year we should have as a goal to at least fill out on that line it wasn't zero. At least someone came to know the Lord. At least it, one. Yeah, yeah, at least one in every church. That that should be a, a pretty obvious goal. And so we kind of uh, co-opted that and said, well, that's the same for giving to World Evangelism Fund. So, you know, let's, let's kind of just dive into some of the statistics. Uh, again, Chelsea, you were kind of investigating a little bit. Not even 5.5%. Let's no. just say every church were to give something. I don't know if you've run some numbers, but... What difference would that make for our region? Okay, so um, if two-thirds of our region, the Mesoamerica region, would just give a dollar a day. I mean, a dollar a year. A dollar a year? Yes. Every every church that's not? Correct. Okay. Every church that's not currently giving if anything. If you're giving, still keep giving. Please, yes. <laughs> Don't go down to a dollar no, a year. No, this no. Is, no. <laughs> but if every, if every church, local church, that is not giving would give $1, that would be $2,344 extra, but more than what we currently are receiving. Which also tells me that's the number of churches that aren't giving. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so if those same amount of churches would give $5 a year, 
not in one month, not one day, a whole year, just give $5. It's like nothing. <laughs> it would be $11,000, 720. All right. All right. Um, I think we can do more than this though. Come on. Yes. $5. So I did a little more digging. There are um, 440,000 and, and a little more members in the Church of the Nazarene on the Mesoamerica region. We're the third largest region in the church structure. If every member would give $1 a month, so $12 a year, we would have over $5 million. Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. $1 per member a month? Yes. Just that, a month. Like not, we're not talking $1 a day or $1 a week. That's like a, a bottle of Coca-Cola or, yeah. you know, just a month. So somebody would give up their extra bag of chips or their extra soda in the week. Maybe not extra. It, maybe In the month? Yeah. Just once a month. Five million dollars. Five million dollars. That's incredible. So you can see why zero zeros is so important. Like yes. we have to go from nothing to something and that will make a big difference. Yeah. Wow. Some people that aren't in the habit of giving anything, how can they start? Like are, what are some creative ways? I've always liked the ideas that people have said that maybe they just do something simple like a bake sale. You know, and I know mm -hmm. that that's something real common in Central America. There's a lot of food that is sold uh, with the intention of come bring your plate and that is your donation to the fundraiser. You make the food and bring it and then whatever we make off of it is the, the funding. So I think even as a church to do an activity like that once a month, you know, of say we're going to have, you know, everybody bring something and we're going to sell, even if it's inside your own congregation that, you know, you have three key families that make something that, you know, everybody really likes and sell it at the end of your service. And then whatever is fundraised, you know, send that on to World Evangelism Fund. I think something that easy is something that any church all over this region can do. I've seen yeah. it in multiple cu cultures, multiple countries, but with intentionality of going to missions, not the youth camp, not in order to put tile on our church floor, like the money goes towards the World Evangelism Fund. Yeah. I've seen a couple other creative ideas. One that I really liked was maybe your congregation isn't equipped to do this, but you could in some, in some aspects, but like put on an event like a World of Evangelism Fund event, I, I guess. I, you'd have to be creative in what you call it. I'm not that creative. <laughs> so <laughs> That's what H.A. was called, World Evangelism World Fund event. Exactly. <laughs> um, where you set up maybe in a room or in, your, in an outdoor space, different stations representing each area of the world. Hmm. And then mm -hmm. so the people would come participating in this event and you'd have your your booth set up or whatever and then each person you could give like this paper like fake paper passport okay so that they would collect things as they as they go to this booth you could uh, collect information about the region or the missionaries on that region but also an interesting idea is to like charge quote-unquote charge this yeah this stamp like for taxes and they have to give something it doesn't have to be a lot but give something, one peso or, you know, one cent. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You could make up an amount that they would have to give in order to enter into this region. And mm. so then that that money collected could then be your special offering to the World Evangelism Fund. Yeah. Not only are you collecting money for the World Evangelism Fund, but you're, you're creating awareness for what's going on in those regions and maybe even have a booth on how to become a missionary. Mm. So it's this multifaceted idea for an event. 
And then you could create this habit of giving to the World Evangelism Fund. Mm -hmm. I think that what's important about whatever idea you come up with is that it's, it's not just this one special offering and then you're done, right? You want to create this, this culture, this habit of, of giving, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for your, your congregation. I totally want to go to that event. Like, (laughs) You've actually been to that event. Yeah. (laughs) You were describing it and I was like, oh, when are we going to have it? (laughs) Well, Natalie had thought about that too. Did you think about it in a different way? Because you were asking me, like, what would you call that? And I said, I would call that like a cultural bazaar. What were you thinking of? So it is pretty much the same as he said, but it is like not maybe taxes in every station. It could be of one region, for example, and all the countries of the region is going to be one stage. And we're going to talk like, what is the reality of the evangelism in that country? Mm -hmm. And maybe we can get to know a little bit more about that country what the missionaries are doing, as you said, and also maybe food or something from that country that you can buy. And that money, it's going to be collected for the web. That's awesome. Like what I like about this and Chelsea, you had mentioned earlier, like we need to connect this fund, these offerings with the difference it's making in other places. And so what I like about these type of events is that it's not just kind of this theory this, guys, we should be giving. Why don't you give to missions? Missions is a concept. I mean, we believe in that. That's why we have this podcast. That's why we're that's why we're missionaries, right? <laughs> um, but like a lot of people, missions, that's what it is. It's just kind of another ministry or it's a concept. And when you really connect to this is making a difference in that country around the world, in that person that came to know the Lord because there were missionaries in that place. Wow then you start to want to give and it's not just an obligation. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also cool um, just to hear the perspective of missionaries in the World Evangelism Fund. We have the opportunity to interact with missionaries that are not from the Nazarene denomination here in the mm-hmm. DR. And so many of them have to go back to their sending country regularly to fundraise or to um, even raise like ministry funds or personal funds or education funds for their kids, whatever the case may be. But like we go back on a set schedule because our salaries are not something that we have to worry about. It's not that we don't have to fundraise. We're helping to communicate that message like you were talking about, Scott. But also we don't have to worry. Mm -hmm. Like we felt loved, we feel loved and we feel taken care of because our entire denomination is standing with us as missionaries, which is so cool to Mm -hmm. get to say when I'm in missionary circles. Yeah, that's I I don't think about my insurance cost because my denomination has figured that out for me. And praise the Lord, because that's complicated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I just think that's so cool. And it's not its not like a, a bad thing to talk about. It's mm-hmm. exciting that, that you sitting in Guyana are contributing to the fact that work is being done in Australia. I don't yes. know if there's missionaries in Australia, but sure. <laughs> the um, Church of the Nazarene is there. So exactly. And missional so you're, work. <laughs> you're participating in that while you sit at your regular Monday through Friday job. Yes. So cool. So cool. That Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. So we should mention again, the goal is 5.5%. There are wonderful churches, hundreds, thousands probably around the world that give even above and beyond that. And that helps us to reach new people and get into new world areas if you're giving more than the 5.5%. But if you're giving nothing or if you're giving very little, 
zero zeros. That is, as a region, what we are challenging everyone to do. Literally, it could make a massive difference in our denomination and in this world. And uh, so, Emily, if they would like to know more about zero zeros or about the World Evangelism Fund or continue this conversation, where can they get a hold of us? Send us a message or a comment on our Facebook page, which is the Worthless Servants Podcast. Uh, you can find us at www.mesoamericagenesis.org under the podcast tab as well, or the contact us, uh, either of those. And we would love to put you in connection with um, whether it's a field leader or a district leader of Nazarene Missions International. We've got them all over the place and they are more than ready to serve. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you for your time today. Again, maybe you're just listening and you say, well, I'm not the person in charge. I don't know that I can make those decisions. Go to that pastor. Mm -hmm. Go to that NMI coordinator. Be the person in charge. Be that. (laughs) Put yourself in charge. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're not saying that exactly. but, (laughs) But be that person of influence. You can make a difference sometimes by just asking the question. Sometimes by just raising that issue. So, good. We are the Worthless Servants, and I am Scott Armstrong. I'm AJ Fry. I'm Emily Armstrong. I'm Natalie Franco. And I'm Chelsea Fry. And we will talk with you next time. For more information, visit us on Facebook or at MesoAmericaGenesis.org.